This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the 100% LCFC podcast, hosted up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also through my own personal YouTube, as well as Facebook. Make sure you follow us at 100LCFC on Twitter and on Facebook, and give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes. Download the app today. And finally, visit Loserpool, loserpool.com. Place a bet on a losing team in the Premier League. If they lose, you advance into the next stage. The last man standing is declared the winner. Win £1,000 guaranteed. Visit loserpool.com. With Leicester City losing again at home against Southampton, shockingly 2 1 to Southampton, and Peel still not gone. I don't want to open the show with this, but I'm going to have to. Former Leicester City manager Martin O'Neill, legend himself, has now been confirmed as the new Nottingham Forest boss. Bit gutted on that one. I don't know about you guys. Um, I don't think he should come back to Leicester in case he tarnishes his his legacy status at Leicester. But I'm kind of gutted that he's going to the rival club Nottingham Forest. And last night there was a stunning victory by the Leicester under-23s against the Swansea City. They won. They kept up with their Premier League 2 title charge uh, with a fifth straight win from all competitions. And the coach Steve Beaglehall uh, praised his side with a stunning win at Swansea City on Monday night. And it was a. I think it was Ali Regbar that scored. The, the player that I announced would sign for Leicester about a month ago or so when I, when I announced that. He scored last night and uh, 24 minutes from time to seal a fifth consecutive win for the Leicester City under 23s and they won 3-0. Dominant, dominant display, which is great for Leicester, I suppose, with the youth and the young, young players coming through the ranks because if Peel's still in charge, he will bring some of those players in because that's what he does. However... Pjol, I'm not sure if he's going to be in charge by the summer. Who knows? Because you guys all want him out. Some of us are on the fence, like myself. Um, I, I, it's not that I want him out, because I don't like his style. I, I'm starting to find him just dire. It's diabolical down there, to be honest. But who, realistically, is going to cover his his spot? I, I, I can't see anyone coming in. And don't even say Big Sam. Because he's a relegation battle manager and we are not a relegation battling side as of yet. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. In some other news, Harvey Barnes returned from the West Brom loan spell. And he actually only found out literally the night before the game. 
against Southampton. Um, he said, I didn't find out until around Thursday that I was going to be recalled. Obviously, the first part of the week I was at West Brom and then came back on Thursday to prepare for the game on, thri- on Friday. I only have good things to say about West Brom. I really enjoyed my time there. It was a very successful for myself and I felt like I got a lot of confidence there that I can get can bring back here. The first team players at City were all really welcoming. I've had two years on and off with them now, so I know all of them really well anyway. They were very welcoming and told me to carry on doing what I was doing at West Brom. Nothing changes. There was nothing to weigh up to be honest. The decision was with Leicester, so I knew I didn't have any say on the matter. So there's Harvey Barnes Hearn for the game on Saturday against Southampton. Just gone. Coming up on the show, I've got a West Ham fan from a another content group. These are called At 77 Club Podcast. They are a dedicated podcast group called the Wolves 77 Club Podcast. Give them a follow. They are actually here now, so let's get them on. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm not too bad, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, pleasure. Right. <laughs> We've already done your side. This is our side. Yes. I'm going to go straight into it. What did you think when I said 2-1 to Wolves for the prediction? I, well... I was I was really enjoying it, and then when you said you got the previous three right, I thought, well, let's just not do the game. Let's take three points and move on. So oh, I'm thrilled about that. We almost feel like we need to get our own bit back a little bit because you sort of burst our bubble that second game of the season back in August. So uh, yeah. I think we'll feel there's um, there's some payback needed. But obviously Jamie Var- Jamie Vardy got sent off in that game, so uh, I'm sure there's something from from his side of things too. Yeah, well, the scoreline was was that two 0 was it? It two was two 0 yeah, yeah, it was. Well, you've had some good results, actually, against some of the big sides. Would you class us as one of those big sides? We've had great results against the top six. So if you're in the top six, then I'll be much looking forward to this game. But, you know, (laughs) Leicester are a good footballing side. They've got some really great players in that squad. And there's always, it always seems to be that there are goals. Uh, We always hark back to that uh, result in the 03-04 season when uh, we were 3-0 down at Molyneux and came back to win 4-3 in our first season in the Premier League. And, um, you know, that, that's always looked up on fondly. So if we can have some of that again, then there'll be absolutely no complaints from our end. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you were saying it's looking at fondly. There, there's something with Leicester that don't look at Wolves so fondly. And that's one of our star signings from you guys from years back, Mr. Akinbayi. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did a, a poll recently on 100% LCFC um, on who's the worst signing at Leicester City. Wow. And... Uh, it's obviously he comes out top but you wouldn't believe it but you're not going to get this one but Inacio our current striker sitting behind Jamie Vardy is actually up there as well okay really yeah wow that's unforgiving I know bad isn't it especially when he's actually at the club I hope he's not seen it yeah that's yeah hopefully he's got social media (laughs) well I mean yeah in terms you've probably not seen much of Leicester but if you have seen of any of uh, Kalichi and Nacho do you mind taking us off you know taking us off our hands or something because it'd be great (laughs) do you a favour do you know what we're in the market for a striker Leo Bonatini he scored 12 goals in the first half of that championship season and it it looked like he could do no wrong and uh, since a goal against Birmingham back in December 2017 he hasn't scored a single goal for the club and he's about to leave on loan so I'd happily wow. drive Leo Bonatini to Leicester and uh, oh, wow. give Ianacho a lift back that's for sure I'll put that one on the uh, on the, on the page <laughs> later should we swap for yeah <laughs> totally up for that yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, um, there was something funny I seen last night regarding the game. I know you lost 3-0 against Man City. Yeah. Uh, um, but you've got to hand it to the sellout crowd. You guys completely sold your allocation out. And some of the chants were absolutely brilliant. Here's just a couple of them. Um, there was one nil up and you still won't sing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that sounds and familiar. Is this a library? <laughs> just to name a few. Um, so great for the banter there. So I'm guessing the uh, the Wolves fans are quite uh, quite good with their bants. They packed um, it out. They have some incredible songs. And, you know, it's just that. I think that, that Midlands thing of, of being a bit cheeky and um, yeah. in, in, a, in that accent as well just adds a little bit of humour to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I mean, I had just just heard it, heard it on the TV. I think the Premier League tried to sort of turn it down because you know what they're like. They're very um, very biased towards these big sides. Well, I think they are anyway. But I've they... heard it before. I think someone put it on Twitter where um, they were having a go at Sky Sports, saying what they thought of them because of the the time of day. And I think it may have been a Monday night, as in Sky Sports isn't very good or words to that effect. And they actually just cut the mics from around the pitch and then put generic crowd sound effects but they didn't do it smooth, no. smoothly so you had a really 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 clear chant and then it just cut to uh, uh, it's yeah so you know but yeah hey. well they need us they, they won't admit it the premier league but they do need us they really do because i mean if you remember the uh it wasn't a premier league match but you remember the england game not long not long ago it was yeah. a couple of months back that was yeah. on t- that was televised wasn't it mm-hmm. but there was no it was like behind the scenes it was horrendous to watch I, it was just not- yeah something's got to give and I think yeah. in terms of the stadiums that are probably the worst for it, and Man City's definitely up there, but I think Arsenal is full of tourists, really, that just want to go in, in a big, beautiful stadium that has no character, watch some millionaires on the football pitch, and then they go around the Natural History Museum afterwards, and you know, <laughs> that, that's, that's all it is. And, I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I think Southampton fans have probably got it right. I think they were the first to sort of say that we are fans, not customers. Um, but like I say, money talks, and the industry's only grown since the Premier League was introduced yes, so I don't yeah, expect definitely. it to go away definitely um, speaking of money uh, Leicester have been rather ambitious we've got a training ground facility uh, which is looking like being made within the next year and a half uh, it's a £100 million project it was going to be a, a one of a kind kind of piece mm-hmm. in the country which will train groundsmen for yeah. the first time in the country Good. and we'll hold a golf course and a 300 room hotel and all sorts of stuff um, is there anything it, it, happening at Wolves that, that we don't know of that, we, that you could share with us apart from the Chinese re- revolution aside from <laughs> that you mentioned training ground I think it's incredibly important when you're signing players now look Compton, which is where Wolves trainer is, is state of the art. It is category A. And I think when it comes down to getting players in and saying, come and have a look around what we've got, this isn't just about money or this isn't just about who we've got here, where we think we're going. Look at where we are right now in terms of where you're going to be going to work every day. This isn't about 90 minutes on a football pitch. And you mentioned Leicester's going to... 100 million, what's that? So um, Mares and Kante are going to pay for <laughs> your new state-of-the-art training ground where you're going to exactly. be bringing on the next lot of talent. You know, we always judge teams on 90 minutes, whereas realistically we know six days a week they're going to be training. If they're doing it at the best facilities and they feel good when you go to work, I mean, how important is it where you go to work every day that you feel happy about where you are? And if you've got the best stuff, then, you know, you're going to A, have players that are hopefully going to be that little bit extra in terms of loyalty and also it gives them the best possible chance as well you know you're not getting into a, an, an ice bath that's made out of a wheelie bin this is something completely different I think the investment is absolutely right to be there and training groundsmen as well is pivotal because you know this is the thing that players play on 
Yes. Thank you for your input. Um, one last thing before you go. Yes. Was that? Was that? What, what happened last night with that red card? What? Oh, what's your? What's well, your view? Do you know what? For me, I think it was a yellow. And if I was being hypercritical and it had been someone on our players, I probably would have said it was a red. But I think it's a this whole argument of ten years ago. It's a great foul. Uh, but the only thing that really grinds my gears is that there is no consistency with the referee. And, and it wasn't even like it was a different set of teams in a different stadium. We're talking about Vincent Company on Mo Salah yes, a couple yeah. of weeks ago where he does arguably a, a worse challenge on the Liverpool player. And, you know, he gets away with it. Now, for all of Willie Bolly's faults, he shouldn't have gone in and made that tackle because it's no. an area of the pitch where he didn't have to do it. So uh, that's fair enough. But I think you can take a freeze frame and go yeah but look at this but I think in real time it looks bad the players made a little bit of most of it but you know oh, well, he's they, they always do don't they I yeah. mean they do studs are down um, but you know it's just the end of the sliding tackle you know and it's a shame to see but I think that's the way that the game has gone so you know those sort of crunching tackles you don't really get away with anymore and uh-huh. do you know what Willie Bolly is, is a huge loss potentially because I don't think Nuno said it came out and and said he reckoned it would it was worthy of a red card. So you're looking at either uh, Den Donker, the Belgian international, moving in to that centre back berth, or possibly Romain Sace, uh, who is also a midfielder, does the dirty work, but he plays centre back for his country, which is Morocco. And they didn't have the best time at the World Cup, but at least it's someone that can play there. So there are options. Um, but on the on the red card, I don't think it was a red card. But I think in terms of the game, if it's above the ankle, it's a red. If it's below, it's a yellow. And in normal time without VAR can you be 100% no so mm, you know yeah. you've got to say it's reckless unfortunately right okay well thanks Sam for, for going on score predictions and, and we're out I'm going to be going with what I normally go with it's a 2-1 Wolves win I know you won't want to hear that but uh, well, we need the points <laughs> if we're going to catch him <laughs> so there you go a 2-1 win for Wolves says Sam from the Wolves podcast you can follow their podcast at 77 Club Podcast, and we're out. Cheers, guys. Okay, so that wraps it up for today. Thank you for listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Make sure you also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at 100LCFC. Follow me at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter. And above all else, stay completely 100% LCFC. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.